Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning to a Sunday morning edition of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And I tell you what, Ronnie, if it was about 20 degrees cooler out there, I'd build a fire. It'd be perfect. <laughs> I'd sit there and watch football and racing all day long. It's beautiful out there for a, for a Sunday that uh, really gets the holiday season holiday. Listen, well, it is a holiday. It is a holiday season. The football season started. That's the biggest holiday in the South. It's going to be pro football from 1 o'clock till about 11. Midnight, yeah. Close to 11, midnight. And, uh, and a couple of races thrown in there. So yep. uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I'm glad you could join us this morning. <laughs> I I didn't know how uh, if you'd be able to make it or not. I didn't know if you had some religious obligations or if uh, I knew that you should be recovered by whatever happened at Greer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with the burned rebels. Yeah, we actually had a second half running clock. Oh, was that was it that bad? Yeah. I didn't, I thought Greer was fairly good. Yeah. No. It's what I know. Yeah. Well, their best player was out. And that wouldn't have changed the outcome, I don't think. Yeah. But it sure would have helped them a lot. Yeah. Well, they may need to run in clock in Athens next week. We got a special guest sitting in here, which is Joe Delaney. Good morning, Joe. Hey, it's good to be here. It's been a while since yep. I've been on. And um, you were talking about the holidays. And I swear, I think every year I'm listening to the radio, and I won't mention a competitor station, but they're already playing Christmas music. <laughs> Have they done that again this year? I, and I was listening to it, and I was like, "Really?" Well, that was W. Uh, that was ninety-eight nine, right? That used to be WSPA FM. It probably still is. Yeah. But didn't they go like a, all Trump all the time or something? Well, this one was. Um, I'll say the numbers. It was one zero six three that was playing it. That one zero six three is that? that that's not the one they call the lake, is it? Yeah. Is it? Now they're not playing it all the time, but I get in the car and I'm like, I'm hearing it beginning to look a lot like christmas oh my god <laughs> really <laughs> but that other uh, 98.9 wspa used to do it about after labor day and it was just, i just that was crazy i don't see how they get any advertising money or you know i don't know anything about that stuff too much but uh christmas in september is a tad early well i told katie about it she said what is the, what's the station again so i can put it in my presets because she'll listen to christmas <laughs> I've got to admit, I listened to one Christmas music, uh, one Christmas song uh, this week. And I'm trying to think of who I played it for because, unbelievably, they'd never heard Jimmy Buffett's Christmas song. Okay. Because we're talking about Jimmy Buffett, and I said, you know, he did a Christmas song. Or, or somebody said it in our group, whoever I was with, and they'd never heard it. And I said, well, wait a minute. And I pulled it up, and uh, I said, this is actually about my favorite one. And, uh, you know, of course, we uh, lost a big one when we lost him. But also, that was that's just a, that song makes me happy. And I don't listen to Christmas music. The rule at my house was always Thanksgiving Day, you're good to go. <laughs> but, and, and the 26th of December, 
you're treading on thin ice if you play Christmas. Right. But, uh, I, you know, that's just a crotchety old man like me. So, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, a, humbug. it's a great day out there today as far as I'm concerned. Maybe a little warm. I get, In fact, I think this is the only day I've worn shorts to do the show all year, even in the dead of summer. But uh, it's going to be a great day of racing. I think it. I, I think Indy's going to have a real problem today because their champion was decided last week at Portland, and they've got a race today at Laguna Seca on the windy, twisty course that means absolutely nothing unless people are are uh, auditioning for next year and, and saying farewell because they'll be, I couldn't tell you one of them, but there's a bunch of changes coming, teams swapping drivers and things. Plus, it's head-to-head with NASCAR, the first race of the playoffs, and all the NFL 1 o'clock games. And so, you know, and uh, and actually it'll roll over into the 4, 4.15 or 4.30 games. That's just, Andy, I, I wouldn't be, I'll watch some of it just so I can talk about it next week, but I wouldn't be surprised if, they didn't get 10 people watching because, I mean, why? It's really, uh, it's absolutely meaningless. And, but to go under just about any circumstances, head-to-head with NASCAR's first race of the playoffs is uh, probably a, not a wise programming move. And I'll also say that, you know, I was extremely skeptical skeptical, skeptical about, uh, about when NASCAR went to this playoff system. But if not... It could be just like Indy, where nobody cares, there's nothing at stake, and you're running the last few races with, with nothing at stake. And with, a, with the NASCAR playoffs, every lap counts just about. It definitely counts towards the, uh, you know, every race definitely counts towards the championship, especially that last one. So uh, that's the, I'll be more specific about the television a little bit later. We've got a, got a really good guest I've, we've never had before. I'll give you a little background on him, and then I'll ask him about to uh, tell about himself a little bit when we get him on here at 11 o'clock. But his name is Phil Combs, and Phil has a, a pretty rich racing history. He lives in Shelby, and he's got his own little private museum that museum up there that I've never been to, and I've heard a lot about it for years. And he's having a big event there. I think it's – I'll have to ask him. What's Sunday? Sunday – uh, yes, the 24th of September, he's having a, a, a big event that I don't even think there's any admission. You just go up there and have a good time and hobnob with old geezer race drivers and stuff. But his father, uh, Roby Combs, was uh, one of the really, really pioneer flagmen. And he was responsible for flagging the races, of course, at Shelby, but he did all over. I'll have to ask Phil exactly where all he was a flagman, but uh, you know he was there back in the days of the, all the dirt tracks and Fireball Roberts and Joe Weatherly, and he's really a famous uh, a famous flagman. And NASCAR doesn't have too many. Indianapolis has had some. NASCAR's had a few, I guess. Johnny Bruner comes to my mind, of course, first. But uh, anyway, Phil's going to come on. He is now a historian, hence he has a museum, and uh, so we're going to have him on at eleven o'clock. To, uh, to tell us about it. Now, I went to a festival this weekend. It was the Mount Airy Moonshine Festival. Greg and I were supposed to go, but Greg couldn't make it. Yeah, Mount Airy, otherwise known as Mayberry, because it's uh, Andy Griffith's hometown. 
really is. And I think Aunt B lived there. There's an Aunt B's kitchen, of course, shaped like a barn. Yep. Probably used to be uh, something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just showed you a video. I took a Barney. Yeah. He, he's got a, a couple of police cars that look just like the ones from the show, but he also made this. Uh, it's an electric thing. He puts around. Scooter. Yeah, it's a little scooter, but it's, it's decked out in uh, Mayberry colors. He really—he's a skinny, lanky guy, and he's got a high-pitched voice, and he sounds like Barney. He doesn't look much like Barney at all in the face, but he's—he uh, uh, keeps his bullet in his pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, I got him to pull it out, and I told him he's got to keep it polished. And you and I just talked earlier that pretty soon that's going to be up on the website. Yeah, we'll put, I'll get Lanny to put that up there. I'll send yeah. it to him. It's about a, I don't even think it's, well, I, think too, I don't even think um, it's a minute. Perry, they've got a, kind of an imitation of Floyd's Barbershop there, too, I believe. Yeah. It they wouldn't surprise me. I didn't see it, but they do now have an Andy Griffith Museum. And I didn't go. I had time to go, but I didn't. And, um, well, we got out of there in a hurry. We, I mean, me. Yeah. Because I was going to stay till 2 o'clock. It started at 10, and I was, uh, I was all sitting there with my books to sell and everything, which I had a great day. Uh, but uh, ching yeah, and uh, but the weather turned bad, and I didn't even make it to tw- uh, two o'clock. At one o'clock, man, the wind picked up, and you could see the clouds coming in over the mountains. And uh, they got these tents, you know, held down. You've got to have them held down, but it wasn't working for some of them. Yeah, and these people were chasing their wares that they were selling and uh the uh uh hanging on for dear life trying to take the tents down while they were blowing all over the place so uh that was uh that was time to go as far as i was concerned i so i got home a little earlier than i thought i would and it it did it hit in fact when i got in the car to drive home i said well there's got to be a football game on somewhere to listen (laughs) they they had just started vanderbilt wake forest after a two-hour lightning delay right uh bad weather and everything had hit there earlier and uh what i stand from what i understand they had the same problem at virginia tech and uh, i don't know about north carolina and uh appalachian state but it's you know it's all right there together yeah well i thought I they played okay they, I, I watched most of that game i don't know i don't know why the vanderbilt game started at 11 so they had an early start anyway but uh i was just when i like i said was Getting on down the road about one fifteen, uh, they were just getting started. So anyway, it's a great Sunday morning. Uh, normally reserved for sleeping and going to Fernwood Pool, but I have to do a radio show and Fernwood Pool closed last week for the season. Oh wow! They only stay open through Labor Day, right? So uh, that's fine. I wouldn't have gone today anyway because you can't get much sun like it is out there today. No kidding. Of course, um, we have Deb Williams coming up here in just a few minutes, about five minutes. I texted back and forth with her a little bit, and uh, this is her first week home in a while. You know, yeah. she's been on, she's been going to every race, Pocono, uh, Watkins Glen. She's been all over. And and, uh, and when Deb gets on here, it'll kick off our talking about racing portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, I, I told her where I was uh, because she hadn't called. She'd have been expecting me at 10.20 yesterday morning because mm-hmm. I, I completely slipped her mind. But she sent me our point standings, and I was, I was like, Dad, gum, Deb, I'm glad you got in touch with me because we're not doing the show tomorrow. Are you available Sunday morning? And she said, you know, of course. And uh, 
But uh, I, she sounded like a little disappointed, maybe, maybe I took it the wrong way, that she didn't know about the Moonshine Festival. Because okay. I believe she'd have probably made it up there. She knew everybody, and you know, everybody knew her. Cause oh, I bet. We're talking about, I didn't, now, I didn't see Bobby Allison. Rex White, I understand, is in good health, but he's 93, I think, now, yeah. the oldest NASCAR champion. Ned Jarrett doesn't do this stuff anymore, but there were still plenty of old-timers around. Um, Dave Marcus was there, and uh, Waddell Wilson that we've had on the show. It was good to see him. Mm-hmm. I shook his hand. Uh, shook a lot of hands, as a matter of fact. And uh, I sat with uh, Neil Castles Jr., who we're going to have on in a couple of weeks. In fact, it may be next week. Uh, I would have had him today, but he's on a motorcycle run to Wilmington. <laughs> and, you know, and what I forgot about with him, you know, because he's the Hollywood stuntman. Right. And he owns some legend cars. In fact, he actually pretty much got Bubba Wallace started in legend cars. But uh, I-, I asked him, we were sitting there, I spent like five hours with him yesterday. I said, you know, what's the... Uh, What's going on in Hollywood? And he said, people walking around with signs. Yeah. I Riders. Said, yeah. I said, strike. golly, I forgot all about that. You're not working? He said, no, I haven't, I haven't done a thing since uh, since the strike started. When was that? Like in June, maybe. Oh, before that, it was early spring, I think. So, uh, you know, he said, no, I, I to go on motorcycle rides. And he said, I'm fortunate enough, not like thousands of other people affected by the writer's strike that, uh, you know, I've got some money. Yeah. And, um, in fact, he was closing up his, I think he's, uh, his dad, Neil Castle Sr., that I wrote my last book on, might be the last book, but lives on a beautiful golf course there, Pine Island Golf Course in Charlotte, on the uh, west side of Charlotte, out beyond the Beltway. And he, the golf course bought the house because he lives on, like, the I don't know if it's the 18th or the 9th green one. He lives on it. You can see the clubhouse and the, the fairway and the greens practically in his backyard. And he uh, um, was just closing on selling that house. And and a lot, he said he was putting up a museum in his dad's basement because he's got tons of trophies and uniforms and all sorts of stuff. And uh, But we may get Neil on next week and uh, if he's not doing another bike ride. Yes, Ron. Yeah. The Riders Strike, uh, Riders Guild of America started May 2nd. I knew it was... Uh, My daughter's birthday. Okay, well, there you are. Uh, May 2nd. So there's been a lot of people, you know, that did... You know, one of the things, I heard one of the industries hurt most by the Riders Strike, and this will be a great topic, topic to talk to Neil about when we get him on, is the caterers. Because they feed, and I saw this on CBS by the way, the CBS News one night, because they cater like two or three meals a day to a, to movie sets. Yeah. And it's, a you know, a big money. And this one guy, he said he hadn't done a thing. He said, I, I had a, a birthday party <laughs> that he had to do, but he said, you know, as far as uh, being hooked up with, with uh, the big movie studios and everything, mm-hmm. Paramount particularly, I think is one of the busiest out there, uh, and Fox, not for movies, but for television. Uh, he says there's just nothing at all going on. So, okay, let's take a break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. We're off to a flying start here on a Sunday morning. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Good morning, Deb. Hello. You're, yeah, Good you're, morning. Well... I can tell you that your opening didn't play. <laughs> I got it. Set oh, is that up. what it was? Yeah, I'm looking at the thing go across, and it's supposed to be playing, but it didn't fire off, and it maybe have something to do with a, a Sunday morning because uh, the guys that that uh, set this thing up have to change it from a Saturday morning to a Sunday morning, so the automatic breaks, you know, ha- happen at twelve and eleven and twelve. So anyway, maybe that had something to do with it. So that's my first glitch of the day, but it doesn't affect you. How you doing? Fine, thank you. How about yourself? I was doing great till that happened, but it's uh, it's not going to ruin my day because it's uh, 
as far as I'm concerned, it's very overcast in Spartanburg. It's not cold like I wish it was or cool, but uh, it's just a great day to stay inside and watch football and uh, a couple of races on, too. So uh, I'm very happy uh, doing a Sunday morning show. How about you? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I was flipping back and forth yesterday between the race and qualifying and practice and football <laughs> and the Super Motocross playoff uh, first event that they had over at ZMAX Dragway yesterday. That field that, uh, or that course they built on the drag strip at ZMAX for the, the Super Motocross first playoff uh, race was quite impressive. I know what they did with all the dirt now that was they used at Bristol. But, um, <laughs> Well, yeah. It's amazing to see that yesterday and know that we're going to have a playoff NHRA event there in two weeks. So that was really something. Yeah, I saw they were setting that up, and I was like, wow. That's, I mean, I didn't know anything about it, and I certainly don't follow motocross. But let me ask you a question about it because I've sort of I, – I, I get some of this stuff by osmosis. Isn't there some guy in motocross or something that's just a phenomenal, like he, he hasn't lost a race out of like 20 races, or, or uh, did I dream all this up? Uh, I don't know about that, but I know that's the case in Pro Stock Motorcycle in the NHRA. Well, well no, this would, that would be drag racing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, this is some guy jumping ramps or, or you know, hills and everything, and it's just... just He's come out of nowhere. I think he's like it's his first year, and he's doing great, and he's about 19 years old or something. But anyway, we won't talk about that. What I want to know about is how was Darlington? Uh, Darlington was not the typical Darlington as far as temperature goes. It was one of the more pleasant Darlingtons that I have ever covered. It was temperatures in the 80s and not 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 the high humidities that we normally receive or have at Darlington. But um, it was still quite an interesting race as far as for the playoff contenders. It seems like uh, they all had some type of problems along the way. And, you know, now Kyle Larson came up and won, uh, getting ahead of Tyler Reddick there on a pit stop. And so he can enjoy Kansas and Brist- Kansas today and Bristol next week, knowing that he's already secured a berth in the second round. I thought it, round of eight, as they call it. Yeah, I thought it was very enjoyable. I mean, I thought it was a good race. You know, they went like, did they even went all the way through the first stage, if I'm not mistaken, without a caution flag. I could be wrong, but I know they went like, seems like over 100 laps, and then from there to the end of the race, they had like seven or eight. I mean, it, it business really picked up after that, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a great race to watch. I always like Darlington anyway. I'm very prejudicial as far as that goes. Oh, well, it's always interesting because you like strategy races. And I don't know why. <laughs> is definitely a strategy race. Well, I think that's old school. But, um, well, you, got me you know, the, well, the first thing, though, the first thing out of one of my friend's mouths at Darlington said, man, that was a boring race. Oh. And I think it was because maybe they weren't paying. And I'm thinking... Well, I was awfully busy during that race, keeping stats and where all the playoff contenders were running and all. So it certainly was not boring for me. It went quite quickly. But, yeah, all the cautions picked up in the final stage of that race. And, you know, it was a shame that uh, I know Richard Petty always said I'd rather be lucky, uh, uh, lucky than good any day. 
And that was certainly bad luck that bit Kevin Harvick there in regards to the it was. hitting. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, it, he, uh, it was just bad timing. Now, let me ask you, and I think I know the answer to this, but if he had, of course, what we're talking about is he was coming in, he was leading or close to the front anyway, and he was coming in to make his, his pit stop as uh, uh, several of them were who got past the line where the, the light is. And they had a caution flag. It was like, uh, I don't know if Tyler Reddick was trying to make it into the pits or not. I don't think he had a prayer to get from the where he was to the inside the cone to make it to the pit road. But he caused, uh, and I can't remember who it was, somebody ran into the back of him and, and spun. But the point is... It was Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman. Yeah, your buddy, Ryan Newman. And the, But the, the light came on closing the pits right as he was, I mean, it was almost a split second before he crossed the line to get into the pits. My question is... If he had gone on through the pits without stopping, would there have been a penalty? Or uh, was he penalized because he stopped and went ahead with the pit stop? He, If he had gone on through the pits and back out onto the track, he would have not He would not have been penalized. That's what I thought. Because he did not make a pit stop on the um, when pit road was closed. So that was what happened, and I don't think they were too sure. I don't know if Rodney Childress was sure if he had made it or not. I don't know. But because he stopped and went ahead and executed the pit stop when pit road was closed, that was why he received the penalty. Yeah, that was a that was a tough break because I I, I, I remember him winning the, the first race back after COVID and hopping out of his car and nobody was there. And he said that was an eerie feeling to win a race at Darlington and you Stop your car in front of the finish line and hop out and throw your arms up in the air, and, and it's like crickets. Mm. Yeah, and uh, Clint Boyer had said the same thing at Bristol uh, after they had when uh, Joey Logano and Chase Elliott crashed going for the lead at Bristol, and he said the same thing there. You know, if, if the fans had been there, they would have been cheering and hollering. There'd have been a fight and all that, and he said, <laughs> We just got out of the car and went home, and he said that was quite eerie. So they learned to appreciate the fans, I think, during COVID when they were racing without the fans there. Well, he's uh, Harvick is behind the eight ball a little bit now with uh, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Michael McDowell, who had a terrible race at Darlington. They're the, they would right now be the first four out, but they still got uh, opportunities to, uh, to get back into the top 12, which it will, uh, the first cutoff will eliminate the bottom four. And uh, Christopher Bell, who was actually uh, figuratively on the bubble, uh, is on the pole for Dar- for uh, Kansas. So uh, it's looking up for him. Well, actually, it's not as good as Christopher Bell would like it because he is one point to the good. Yeah. And he's one, one point above the cut line, and Bubba Wallace is one point below the cut line. Um, you know, so it's a, a situation where really Michael McDowell, again, bad luck, where he happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and got involved in that crash. Uh, he's the one that, that's really in uh, behind the eight ball when it comes to the point standing. So it uh, will be interesting to see how Kansas goes today because, David Wilson, who's the head of Toyota Motorsports, actually called a Toyota victory today in Kansas. So that will be interesting to see what happens there. And they did quite well in qualifying yesterday as well. Yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, he's he's to the good right now, but not by much. I didn't look at it close enough to see that was, that it was by one point. I just drew a red line uh, after his name to show that uh, Wallace, Harvick, Stenhouse, and McDowell were, need to do something to uh, improve their uh, situation there. Let me uh, um, ask you this now. I thought the uh, – we'll just touch on it for a second. Of course, it's old news now since we're doing a Sunday morning show that Jeremy Clemens did not make the playoffs, but he uh, he had another miserable Darlington and a, a miserable Kansas but the uh, the field is set for Xfinity, and uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I, I didn't like Denny Hamlin winning the winning the Xfinity race. I don't like Denny Hamlin anyway. But you know, uh, I guess it I guess it didn't really affect the uh, the their point standings that much. Or maybe you can straighten me out on that. But I just I don't know. I just felt like it. It, it should be left to the Xfinity drivers, especially in a in an important race like that was. Wasn't to help Jeremy any, but I don't know. I guess maybe it's my dislike for uh, for Danny Hamlin, but he did win the Xfinity race at Darlington. He did, and uh, you know to bring that point up. Now that the Xfinity field has been set for that series playoffs, and they start at Bristol once a series starts at playoffs like the truck series that started at IRP and now Xfinity starts at Bristol, a cup driver cannot compete right. in that race during the play. I remember that now. So, I forgot uh, it, but I remember hearing them say it last week. Yeah, so I think in looking at the Xfinity field play or playoff field, is quite interesting in that Austin Hill won the regular season championship but in the reseeding, John Hunter Nemechek is the first seed for the Xfinity Series playoffs. And you have um, the other, it's a 12-car field, so you have John Hunter Nemechek, Austin Hill, Justin Allgaier, Cole Custer, Sam Mayer, Chandler Smith, Josh Berry, Sheldon Creed, Sammy Smith, Jeb Burton, Daniel Hamrick, and Parker Klingerman. And Parker Klingerman's the one I wanted to see make it. I've got nothing against Riley Herbst. I mean, he's okay as far as I'm concerned. I don't know, uh, I don't know that much about him, but I, he's never impressed me as as a, a, a driver that that causes trouble. Uh, I, I can tell you who I'm thinking about when I say that, and there, there's probably more than one. But I tell you, Sheldon Creed seems to be in the middle of everything in Xfinity or, or a lot of things, and I, it was happened again yesterday. But the uh, uh, I, I was glad Parker Klingerman, Klingerman made it, and that was a very interesting race to watch because one week he's out and Herbst is in, and the next week Herbst is out and Klingerman's in, and it, it turned out Klingerman's in and Herbst is out. So uh, I, I was glad to see that. It is, and that was a very emotional or is a very emotional situation for that team because uh, a lot of people – may be aware of it and many may not but earlier this year scott bruschetta who is the owner of the big machine racing team that parker drives for competes in sports car racing and he was seriously injured in a near fatal crash earlier this year i remember you talking about it missed a lot of those races and he was there yesterday so it was good to see him back and um this is kind of along the line since we're talking about injuries, but not exactly. Uh, I just came across something from, um, if everybody will remember Eli Gold, 
yes. who was on MRN for many, many, many years, and also on TNN when TNN broadcast the races. And after Eli left MRN, he, well, even when he was at MRN, he was still the voice of Alabama football and basketball. Yep. And Eli's had some really major health issues, and game day on ESPN yesterday did a feature on Eli, and I just saw it a few minutes ago. Uh, Ryan McGee had reposted it on his ex, formerly Twitter feed, and I reposted it on mine, So, which is Deb Williams 72. And uh, it's nice to see Eli back, but if you saw him with all the weight he's lost in his cancer battle, mm. you would not know him. Well, I'm, but, I'm glad uh, you told me. The voice is the same. The voice is the same. I'm glad you told me that, and I was just holding my breath. I thought you were going to say that he'd passed away. I'm, and it, well, what, no. you, what you said is bad enough, and uh, I always liked Eli Golden. Yeah, he was the voice of the Crimson Tide, and, you know, when CBS, who does – the SEC games or an awful lot of them, they would have, they would carry, of course, they do a lot of Alabama games. And one of the things they do at the end of each of their broadcasts, towards the end, is do the play of the game and let the the local, the the school's broadcaster do the play. And he, they did, it was Eli Gold so many times on, on an Alabama touchdown or something. And I remember, oh, yeah. I, I can even go back further than that. And I'm not a hockey fan very much at all, but I do remember he was the voice of the St. Louis Blues for a long time. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, he was. Deb, let's do our point standings, and I got one, a couple other things I'd like to touch, uh, if you can stay with us. But the, oh, yeah. The point standings, I like having you on Sunday morning. I feel like we can freewheel a little bit, and uh, I don't... I'm yeah, looking I at like the, it better as well. Well, uh, it won't... Actually... I don't know when it's going to happen again because we have a we do the Gamecock Football Network here, and we have they have a three hour pregame show that I'll be shocked if we don't get knocked uh, knocked to Sunday again because I don't like, you know they say uh, we're going to have to go to the Gamecock Network at eleven o'clock so you only have an hour show I don't like that we'll just move the show to Sunday which we've been doing now for a couple of years but it's probably going to happen again so we might need you another Sunday. Which could be difficult if you're at the track, but we'll we'll figure that out. No, actually, actually, it would be easier when I'm at the track because I don't have media availabilities on Sunday. Oh, cool! All right, well, media availabilities are only on either Saturday or Friday, depending on the schedule. So, okay, well, I don't have them on Saturday. I mean, Sunday. Sometimes we'll have press conferences on Sunday morning, but like at at Daytona for the Daytona 500, we always have press conferences on Sunday morning with the person who's doing the uh, the Grand Marshal, the Honorary Grand Marshal, the Honorary Starter, the National Anthem Singer, you know, we have all that on Sunday morning of the Daytona 500, but, uh, rare, you know, drivers are doing appearances and they have drivers meetings and stuff like that, so Sunday morning actually works better. Well, that's great. So... I'll keep that in mind. i tell you what, if you can stay a few minutes, let me go ahead and get this next series of commercials out of the way, and we'll come back, and I, I, we'll do the standings and our picks, and um, i got a couple of questions to run by you or statements to make okay. to get your opinion. All right, well, let's Sounds do that. Good. Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm, you're welcome. Well, you just stay right there. I'm not going to put you on hold. I'm just going to uh, turn down your mic. <laughs> you, we'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little mmm, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. You still with us there, Deb? I'm still here. Very good. Uh, so let's do the point standings. Uh, Deb, after the Southern 500, is still the leader. She's got 47 points. Ronnie, you got 41. You need to catch up again. I'm trying. I know you are. I've got 35. I'm 12 back. Lanny's got 32, and Greg's got 13. And uh, I tell you, Deb, I'm... Feeling so good this morning, and you're leading the points. You go ahead and pick first. Okay. Well, thank you. I've been going back and forth as to 
who I was going to pick in my brain housing group, but <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. I think I'm going to go with the 19. Sorry, Ronnie. Who do you want? Do you need another few minutes? No, let's go with Harvick. He's well, got to win one. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I should go with. Uh, I should go with um, Chase Elliott, but I, I'm, I'm I've lost faith in him, and now he's got no, he's got nothing to. I don't know. He can't get. He's got pride. Yeah, he's got pride. I'll take Chase Elliott. Well, hey, hey, you're missing something there. He's well, in the. He's uh, his car is in the owner's points battle. Okay, well there you go. Thanks for making up my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Chase Lanny. You can text me yours in. Greg usually been I've been giving him Harvick as a rollover from the week before, but I'm going to pick for him and uh, I'm going to send him back to the Wood Brothers. He's not okay. going to catch up that way. But Deb, we have a, a guest in the studio this morning. It's uh, you met Ryan Delaney that owns a radio station a couple of times, I, I think, and um, we've got his brother Joe sitting in with us this morning as he uh, he wanted to skip church and I gave him something to do. Say hi to Joe Delaney. <laughs> Hi, Joe. It's nice to meet you, yeah, uh, kind of, uh, sort of. The last time I talked to you, I got in trouble with Perry because Uh-oh. I asked you a question, and um, it got you off on a little bit of a tangent. Perry's waving his hands <laughs> at me. I was asking you how you got interested in motorsports. And he asked a complicated question like that with, with about 30 seconds before the top of the hour. and. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be a quick answer, so Perry's waving at me over there. <laughs> and, and listen, Joe is our frequent lunch guest yeah. when we leave here and and go to Applebee's. Yep, Joe's a regular. So oh, I said, "Well, that sounds good." So I said, "Joe, just come on and join the show with us." Uh, so, uh, Joe, make a pick. Uh, did anybody take Larson yet? Uh, not yet. Well, my phone. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it buzz or not, but it was Lanny picking Larson. And since he's a regular member of, of the, you're not going to make it. You're not going to win in one week. So you, yeah, I'm going to give Lanny Larson. Lanny's a member if of the points team. I win, I get catch-up points. Um, I'll, I'll do Elliot. I just took Elliot. No, I thought. Yeah, Chase Elliot. He just took. I it. just took him. All right, give me another good pick. Y'all know it better than I do. Well, think about it for a second. We'll move on to the show. With the show, I want to ask uh, Deb that. Um, do you think? That not having Chase Elliott, speaking of Chase, in the in the chase is going to uh, in the playoffs. I mean, it, it, you think that's going to affect the the ratings? I don't. I don't really. Wouldn't think Bowman not being there would. But from what I understand, uh, the networks might have been a little uh, nervous about the most popular driver not being in the playoffs. Well, I think the people are very very silly if they don't watch a race because he's not in the playoffs. Oh, it's ridiculous. It doesn't mean he can't win, you know. He still can win, and he still can get as high as 17th in the points. But uh, And he's still racing for the owner's championship. Yep. So he could easily play an instrumental role in Hendrick getting the owner's championship, and that's where the money is for the team is in the owner's championship because of of uh, the way it's structured. I didn't know so, that. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, a driver gets a percentage, but but the uh, the way the owner's money is structured and and all now, that's that's where the money is, is in the owner's championship. So, 
You know, he's he's actually he's not going for a title for himself, but he's going for money that can make a big difference in the organization. Yeah. So I think those people are. I would describe them as fair weather race fans, if that's the excuse they're using not to watch a race. That just tells me they're using that as an excuse to go do something else they want to do, and and um, they just don't want to admit they don't want to race, watch it. They want to go to an NFL game or go out and hiking or camping or something, you know. Yeah, well, I'll be interested um, to see if I hear anything about it, you know, because I'm not as close to it as you are, and if I hear it, it must be some talk about it out there, and I had heard it. And uh, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that, it's definitely talk, and yeah. one thing that brought that about was the fact that the race that um, Chase, the races Chase was not in, and the ones when he came back had higher TV ratings than the one he was like when he was suspended that week. Mm-hmm. At uh, and they raced at Gateway. That was uh, after the Charlotte Wide Technology race, correct? And the ratings were down that week. Okay. And a lot of people pointed to the fact that Chase was not in the race because the ratings went back up the next week. So that talk is being uh, is occurring because of what happened earlier in the season and i think maybe the i don't know about all of the ratings when he was out with his broken leg but um, i think that's where i first heard it it definitely happened i think that's where i first heard it that that the ratings were Mm -hmm. off a little bit because he wasn't there but i i agree with you 100 percent you know it wouldn't keep me from watching the race and uh Mm -mm. so well, let me ask you one more thing. I just found this out last night preparing for the show, doing my homework. <clears throat> Jimmy Johnson and his wife and family moved to England? I hadn't heard that. What? He's over there competing in the Goodwood Festival right now. Well, it's on. Uh, I use uh, Jayski. Of course, we talked about that several times. That sometimes he's on the money and sometimes he's not. But. It's on Jayski uh, last night. In fact, I've got it printed out right here. If I can find it real quickly, I should have gone ahead and grabbed it. Um, that uh, and, and I was talking to my son about it. You know, of course, he doesn't. He's a Marine. He, he doesn't know that much about it. But I said, do you think that this would be a, a byproduct of, of what happened in his family, in Chandra, his wife's family with the, with the murder and, and the suicide and all that stuff? And. Maybe he's fed up with the United States and answering questions. I, I don't know, but it's definitely on there. And I thought, Dad, government, I printed it out, and I don't see it here. But anyway, it's it, it's it was it was wasn't a rumor. It was in Jayski as a fact. Well, if that's true, I would think that they probably have gone over there in order to regroup as a family and get away from. Um, a lot of the stuff going on because of the terrible tragedy they had in in the family. Uh, you know, I could I could see that. Uh, like I said, I know he's racing in the Goodwood Festival right now. I, I didn't print the whole thing out. In it. I didn't print the whole thing, but I've got the headline, and it's a headline that's September, dated September eighth. The headline is Jimmy Johnson comments on Noah Cragson, John Hunter Nemechek and moving to the United Kingdom. And I don't have the whole article. I don't even have the first sentence completely, but it says, Legacy Motor Club had a two-year contract with Noah Gragson 
But after Craxton was suspended by NASCAR in August for liking an inappropriate meme on social media, Legacy co-owner Jimmy Johnson told the AP that Craxton was shocked by the team for asking his release. And then it goes on, and I didn't print that part, but it, all it says is that he's he and Chandra, and I guess he's got two daughters or something, and they're moving to, to England. I just like, good it grief, that's a shocker. Here, well, I just Googled it because right. he's going to be um, uh, driving a limited schedule next year right. in, in the Cup Series. That was in the announcement of John Hunter Nemechek going to drive the 42. Right. It says uh, it is a temporary move. The Johnson family had long been considering. Hmm. So, I mean, my brother-in-law and sister lived in Scotland for a year because he had a fellowship at the University of Edinburgh, and um, then they lived in Italy for, gosh, three months or six months, something like that, when he was doing work at the university there in Florence, Italy. So, you know, I I don't think that much about it. I mean, if if the medical benefits could have been really good for my sister and her husband, they might have stayed in Scotland. They loved it so much. But when they looked at their retirement and everything, it did not benefit them to 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 move to Scotland. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, it was. But my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law could have dual citizenship if he wanted it. Because his mother's from Ireland. She moved from Ireland when she was 17 years old. And I've got a friend now whose daughter and son-in-law are building a, uh, a house in Ireland because the husband's from Ireland. Well, you know, it, it was just the first thing that crossed my mind was the the sad, terrible situation with his uh, on Chandra's side of the family, his wife. And that was just the first thing that popped into my mind that he just needs to get away from this and... My son, Jake, he said, well, they can ask him questions about it in England. And with uh, the oh, way yeah. the media is these days that, you know, uh, he can still be, you know, badgered about it or talked or asked about it. Or I, I don't know if they're laying well, off of him news. or not. I got news for you. I got news for you. The European media is a lot more inconsiderate than the media in the United States. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays out. But I just... Uh, but I'm sure they just wanted to get away for a while and they needed a change of scenery. What I find interesting is it says they had uh, long been considering this move. And, you know, when they renamed the team Legacy Motor Club, I thought, gee, that sounds more European like a a soccer team yeah. or a football team, as they call it over there, you're, than, you're um, right. uh, than a race team. Yeah. Deb, we're up against the... Uh, the top of the hour, we gave you a whole bunch of extra time, but I just want to say one thing uh, before I let you go. I wish I'd have told you about the Moonshine Festival. It, I did pass along your greetings to an awful lot of of um, old-timers that I'm sure you know a lot of them. Uh, Waddell Wilson, Dave Marcus, Jerry Cook in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I'd never spoken to him in my life, the, the uh, modified driver, and it was, it was just yeah. a lot of people there, and I think you'd have had a good time. Oh, I know I would have had a good time. I just didn't know anything about it. Well, you will Nobody next time. <laughs> you will next time. Um, one thing before we sign off real quick. One minute. Keep in mind at Bristol. At, well, keep in mind at Bristol. Bristol is the opening race in the second round for the truck playoffs. It's the first race in the Xfinity playoffs. 
and it's the final race and the first round of the cup playoffs. See, I wish they were all coordinated to be the same thing in all, across each series, but that's a discussion for another time. Deb, you're the best. We're crazy about you. Love having you on the show, and uh, have a good Sunday. Thank you. You do the same. It's going to be an interesting race. Sure will. Thank you very much, Deb. Talk to you next Thank Saturday, you. I hope. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a um, schedule of media availabilities on Wednesday. Okay. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good week. You too. That's Deb Williams, Ronnie. Who the heck is she? She's the smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too. And actually, we got two and a half minutes. But tell you what, I, that was, I was getting antsy over here because she was winding up to get into a long story. And I could, I could see it uh, being up against the break. And I wouldn't ever want that to, to pop in there and cut her off mid-sentence. So uh, it didn't happen. It may cut me off here. But anyway, that... Yeah, I was shocked to hear Jimmy Johnson moving to England, and I, I don't, uh, I'm not buying that it's something they've been thinking about a long time. I mean, his, his, Chandra's mother shot her husband and their grandson and then committed suicide. Uh, when was that, July or something like that? And, yeah. uh, it, it's, that's unthinkable things to happen to a family. Especially, I should say, especially a prominent family. But the fact that it is a prominent family means he's going to be asked about it. He uh, he was supposed to race that weekend. It was the weekend of Chicago, whenever Chicago was, because he withdrew from the race, the street race, and uh, and now he's you know moving to England. And I, you know, I, I feel for him. I I'd want to get away too. I might move uh, to Alaska. Or, well, Alaska's in the United States, but the point is, I'd get away from it too, probably if I had mm-hmm. to. If I had the means, and, and I, well, I said he's got the money to do it. Yeah, well, could have been in the works a long time with his situation and everything. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dispute his motives, but uh, you know, he he was really doing great uh, with this new team of his. Of course, his drivers aren't doing that hot, uh, Eric Jones and that bum Cragson. But you know, he had just come back from Le Mans in June driving that Camaro over there amidst a lot of fanfare and it had been a really big deal and he did well and I always thought he was maybe the weak link in that chain and he might have still been the weak link but the point is the car broke not Jimmy Johnson they didn't crash it and uh, and it was a big deal so he was uh, he was uh, probably on top of the world because I know he was so happy and putting holding rabbit ear fingers over the top of people's head and photographs and just being a uh, you know, a happy guy, happy family, new well, team, and everything. And I didn't um, I I didn't know about it because it really didn't hit mainstream media until he withdrew from Chicago, and that's when I found out. Yeah, that's when we all found out. It was a big shock. But anyway, we're up against the top of the hour. We are going to come back and talk to Phil Combs, who's a great guy. He's a NASCAR historian. He's got a big event coming up that y'all might want to drive up there to. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The official home of the USC Upstate Spartans. Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. WSPG. WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know.
USA Today reports that Michigan State University is investigating a sexual harassment accusation against head football coach Mel Tucker. The accusation is being made by Brenda Tracy, a rape survivor who works to educate athletes about sexual violence. Tracy told USA Today, quote, the idea that someone could know me and say they understand my trauma but then re-inflict that trauma is disgusting, unquote. USA Today says that Tucker told a university investigator, quote, Miss Tracy's distortion of our mutually consensual and intimate relationship into allegations of sexual exploitation has really affected me. I am not proud of my judgment, but I did not engage in misconduct by any definition, unquote. On the field on Saturday night, 11th-ranked Texas wanted number three Alabama, 34-24. to 24. I'm a-, a few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. It's 2023, and the Mark Hodge era at Spartanburg is running strong as the Vikings are once again a contender for the region and state title. This season, we'll hear a lot of new names on offense as the Vikings are led by junior quarterback T.J. Johnson. You'll recognize familiar names on defense, though, as senior safety Charles Woodruff and junior linebacker Cam Smith, who had over 125 tackles last season, are back once again. Catch Spartanburg Viking football presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM, SpartanburgSportsRadio.com, and the Fox Sports Spartanburg app. Gentlemen, start your engine. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. 
Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And got a guest here we've never had on before, Ronnie. And he is a great guy, and I look forward to uh, hearing what he has to say. Mr. Phil Combs. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing great this morning. I hope you fellas are, too. We are, and I uh, hope you got your air conditioner fixed, because we missed you up there uh, in Mayberry. Yeah, you know, I, I really and truly hated to miss it, because that's the first one I've ever missed. And... Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but my dad was born and raised in Mount Airy, and that's why that place has always been kind of special to me. And then, you know, when they, they put my dad in the inaugural class of the Wall of Fame when they started that, Bill Blair did. And so that always made it a little extra special then, too, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great event. I mean, it's I, I think it's going to get bigger and bigger as years go. I really do because... Um, it's just such a neat place. I mean, but, you know, I tell people all the time, and I have a lot of people call and ask me about going that, that knows that I go to it. And I tell them, say, you really need to go on Friday so you can take advantage of going on the tour in the in the police car and let, you know, let those guys show you everything where Andy lived and all this and, and the historical pieces and parts of the puzzle of, of that town because, a lot of people don't even know about the granite quarry, you know, and that, the granite quarry is one, it's an amazing thing to go see that, and, and most people never even get that far. But uh, there's, there's a lot of history up there, and if you've ever been to that museum, that place is amazing. You know, Donna Fargo was born and raised in, in uh, Mount Airy, and it's just, they got a beautiful display of her stuff up there in the, in the museum. There's all kind of cool stuff to do in that town. Well, maybe I better start sticking around longer. I do go on Friday, but, uh, um, I've never been to anything <laughs> except the, I've only been to the the wall once to see the names up there. But uh, it's a great time, I can tell you that. I, I went to the first one, the second one. I think the third one was probably knocked out by COVID. Last year, it was 100% chance of rain, and Greg and I didn't go. But I did go this year. So, uh, And the first thing I thought of was I heard some people talking about you having an event coming up at your museum, which you must have invited me to. Uh, years ago, I know you did, and I've never made it up there to to see it. But uh, we'll go to let's let's go to this first. This isn't the way I planned on doing it, but tell us a little bit about what you have there, your event, uh, and when it is, and uh, if uh, I can come. <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome, and I hope you do come. And and you know, I retired from FedEx five and a half years ago. And and I always had this in mind when I worked for FedEx, but I announced races on the weekends, too. So between working a full-time job at FedEx, which I had to get up at 5 o'clock every morning, I had to be at work at 7, and, you know, you usually get home at late, and you don't have a lot of time to do much of anything. They pretty much own you. And then on the weekends, I stayed gone. I never had time to do this. But I had this plan in place for, for many, many, many years, and I had been saving stuff and saving stuff and collecting stuff. And, and you know, my mom... This all started with my mom. It didn't start with me. And my mom, I'm not going to say she was a pack rat, but she saved some of the coolest stuff. Like, you know, my dad my dad and mom both worked for NASCAR for 20 years. They went to work in 1952 and worked till 72. And she just, you know, she saved a lot of good stuff. And 
And I had, I've had so many people through the years that asked me the same question. They said, do you think your dad will ever get in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? And I've told every one of them the same answer. No. I just don't see any, you know, any officials. I said, they can't even get Banjo Matthews and some of these other guys that, you know, that, that need to be in there, and especially now since they've only cut back to three. And I, and I had all this stuff, and I thought, you know, heck, I'll just build my own museum. <laughs> and so that's what I did after I retired from FedEx. Uh, I actually retired in on January the 3rd, and uh, I started on my building in November and had the building up when I retired. And, and the day that I retired from FedEx, I jumped on this building. And, I mean, I haven't stopped yet. I've been, I actually should, you know, uh, probably shouldn't even tell you this, but I've been up since I got up at 6 o'clock this morning, and I got a fellow here that's, that's helping me do some stuff today, but... I work out here every day, but I've been working extra hard getting ready for two weeks from today because uh, it's just a lot of, you know, I mean, you ask Bill or anybody that does this stuff, and you've been around enough yourself, it takes a lot of preparation to do all this, to get ready. And But this year I've actually added to, to other than my, I really outgrown my museum, and, I, and, and I've extended my museum into my house, and it's took over part of my house. And actually, my grandfather's plumbing building is now a Hickory Speedway room, and uh, it's just an extension of the museum also. But it's a lot of work, but it's uh, what they call a labor of love, I guess. Yeah. We're talking to Phil Combs up in uh, Shelby, North Carolina. Well, uh, I'm going to change gears again because I was going to get you to talk about your family's history, and you sort of touched on it there, and then I was going to... I said, well, let's talk about the event, but I'm going to go back to your history because uh, your father was the first uh, Combs that I remember, and uh, uh, I think he deserves in the Hall of Fame, if, if nothing else, maybe a, a different wing or a different, t- uh, not not necessarily, I don't think that's right, but, you know, people like uh, Joe Epton, you know, and Johnny, oh, yeah. Johnny Bruner and people that were behind the scenes that it wouldn't have worked without him. You know, and your father would yeah. have been one of those. Tell us about Roby Combs, which I can remember right now. I can hear it in my head. Uh, Bob Montgomery on the Universal Racing Network saying, Roby Combs drops the green flag, you know, and oh, yeah. it just almost yeah. gives um, me chill bumps. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was so cool. And Robert Presley, and I've discussed this so many times, Robert and I are the same age, and I'm, we've been friends since we were kids because his dad, Bob, raced at Asheville on Friday, and we was there every Friday night in the Hickory on Saturday. But um, to answer your question, yes, there is. There should be a place for like people like say Enid Staley, yeah. you know, that, that started North Wilkesboro, and Charlie. You, you, you said that uh, my dad was the first Combs, but there's actually been a lot of Combs involved in racing. Charlie and Jack Combs were brothers, and Charlie Combs was instrumental in opening Hickory Speedway, huh. and actually Jack and Charlie helped Enid open North Wilkesboro Speedway, and. Uh, Dean Combs, of course, won the Dash Championship. Gosh, I think Dean won it like five or six times. And, and Dean and I are good friends and have been for many, many years. And then uh, Dean's dad was Jack Combs, like I said. And then Charlie had uh, two sons, Ned Combs, that I raced with in the Dash Series, and also uh, Dennis Combs. And a lot of folks used to think Dennis was my dad's son. And it created all kind of friction back in the day. You know, <laughs> people saying, oh, he got... He got a, a break on this and a break on that because he's Ruby Combs' son. But actually, um, this is kind of an interesting story, too. We, I never really knew for sure if we were kin or not. I have had hundreds of people ask me before, just like, kind of like Luke Combs. Everybody wants to know if I'm kin to him. And uh, But 
I got a phone call. I still got a text message one day from Lauren Rainier. And Lauren Rainier is Harry Rainier's son. Okay. And Lauren Rainier texted me. And, yeah, and, and he, he said, by the way, he said, just so you know, we're kin to each other. And I'm thinking, do what? And I, and I sent him a message back, and I said exactly what I just said. Do what? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, he calls me. He didn't even answer me. You know, the text message he called me. He said, yeah, he said, I'm going to email you all this stuff off of Ancestry.com. He says, and I never knew this. His mother was a Combs, and she's still living, and she lives in Hazard, Kentucky. And Hazard, Kentucky is where all the Combs originated from. If you go back to the very beginning of the Combs in the United States, that's that's where they settled at Hazard, Kentucky, and that's amazing that she still lives there. But, um, yeah, I'm kin to, uh, to Lauren. I'm actually kin to Dean and Ned and the whole crime, and actually kin to Rodney Combs. Rodney's dad. Rodney I remember um, very well. Yeah, well, Rodney, you know, was a, a, a great dirt track driver. Right. And, and then, you know, he drove for J.D. Stacy, so not just J.D. Stacy. He drove uh, for the, the 89, the Evan Root car some. And, yeah. But Rodney, uh, Rodney's dad and, is, and moved to, um, actually, Rodney's granddad moved to Cincinnati. There was eight Combs brothers, and they all moved different places. Some moved to Wilkesboro. Some moved to, to Gaylights, Virginia. And uh, But Rodney's dad moved, or granddad, rather, moved to Cincinnati. And that's how he ended up, you know, Rodney's from originally a lot of people think he's from Lost Creek, West Virginia, where he did move to later in life, but he's actually born and raised in Cincinnati. Phil, um, I, I, I want to move on because I, you're, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but I, I, I wanted to say that I, I know how that is, having a name like that. I had Everywhere I go, usually at these events, I wear the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame shirt that anybody can buy in the uh, – uh, museum up there or in the Hall of Fame, but mine was given to me by Bud Moore, so I really wear it with pride. And I had like two people this weekend ask me if, because I, I had a name tag on, said Barry Wood, and they'd say, "Are you one of the Wood Brothers?" And I said, "Yeah, my brother and I are Wood Brothers, but not <laughs> not, the, not the ones you're talking about." But we're talking, we're talking, yeah. we're talking to Phil Combs. And, but I want to talk about your dad because that's the first one I knew, and like I said, I can I can hear his name being uh, in in my mind. Uh, associated with these races back when i used to listen to them on the radio in the 50s and and uh 50s and 60s now but now where did your father what did he do most of his flagging well he he did most of it actually my dad was a chief steward that was his title okay chief steward for, for western north carolina and that included everything from charlotte to the tennessee state line which was Asheville, weaverville mccormick field new Asheville speedway Hickory Speedway, you know, there was a lot of other little short tracks back in the day up in there that raced that he would work at, and he worked at Greenville a lot, but the the, and, but the majority of the NASCAR races that he flagged were Charlotte and Wilkesboro and Asheville, Weaverville. Now, he did flag at Darlington once, he flagged at Atlanta once, and he but he never flagged at Daytona except on the beach, and he flagged, wow. he flagged up until the last race on the beach. And then uh, a lot of people wonder what happened and why my dad never flagged at Daytona. Well, you mentioned Johnny Bruner. Well, Johnny Bruner wanted to get his son into racing as far as flagging, and he did. Well, and so his, he started flagging at Daytona when they built the big track, and my dad actually drove the pace car down there. Did Enoch you? Staley normally drove the pace car, but Enoch didn't like driving as fast as you was going to have to drive at Daytona. So he rode in the pace car with my dad, but he didn't drive. Oh, I'd rather drive than ride any day. I don't want somebody deciding my fate for me, like the riding yeah. mechanics at Indy. But uh, yeah. 
another thing I was going to ask you, did he ever flag at Spartanburg? Because we used to have, you know, we were a big part of the circuit until 66. He did. He flagged at Spartanburg, and, and actually him and Joe Littlejohn were like, I'm not going to say the best best friends, but they were really, really good friends. I remember so many stories of my mom and dad talking about Joe Littlejohn, you know, that they uh, they had a lot of connections with him, and, and yes, definitely he flagged. I'll tell you what, in 1956, and I don't really know why, but in 1956, NASCAR sent my dad to Greenville Pickens to flag that year. And I don't know what was going on at Greenville Pickens, but I do know that my dad trained Pete Blackwell. Okay. You remember Pete Blackwell? Yeah, the owner. Oh. Well, 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 um, well, his family, maybe right? I'm telling you the wrong name. Um, what was the guy's name that was the, the NASCAR official down there, the Blackwell? Uh, well, I, th- I thought you were right. Uh, Pete Blackwell's okay, well, the one that would have come to my man. Well, to my mind, would have been Pete. I've actually got a picture of him out here, and uh, I've actually got a picture. Well, I'll think of it in a minute. But anyhow, my dad went down there and worked in '56 and at Greenville Pickens. So uh, we, you know, he went at wherever. I mean, a lot of times my dad would go to Columbia and fly on Thursday night. Then he'd go to Asheville and fly on Friday night. Hickory on Saturday night. And if there was a Grand National race anywhere, he'd flag on Sunday. Now, i got to ask you so, this. Did he have his own set of flags? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, my grandmother made his flags. And wow. she made his uniform. Half flags yeah, will travel. And and I actually had one of my dad's flags. When they inducted Rex White in the Hall of Fame, Rex had told the story about when he won his very first ever NASCAR race was when NASCAR had what they call a short track series yep. in 56. Yep. And he drove a 56 Chevrolet, and he won his first race at McCormick Field. Well, that's when Rex was living in Bethesda, Maryland, I believe it is, or Silver Springs or somewhere in Maryland. And the guy that owned the car insisted on buying that flag for my dad, and he did. You know, he bought it. Well, so after NASCAR heard about that, Buzz McKim got in touch with me and wanted to know that I have any of my dad's old flags. And I said, I've got all of them. And he says, well, could we put one in the Hall of Fame in Rex's display? you know, during the, uh, the the deal that they had, you know, display of his stuff, and they right. did. And I actually just went and got that flag last year. It's been, it's been in the, you know, it stayed down there for, what, seven years or something like that. And, uh, but, yeah, you know, I've got all his flags, and when you come here, you you can see I've got, I've got his last set set up when you walk in the front door of my museum right there sitting right in front of you. And, but my grandmother made them, and, you know, my dad flagged in the Elvis Presley movie Speedway. And, uh, <laughs> And so I was talking about they, that movie this week with Neil Castle's uh, doing all doing uh, so much uh, stunt work and everything in Speedway. Well, if you come up here the two weeks from today, remind me to show you my Elvis Presley Speedway collection, oh, and I've okay. even got the blueprints from where all the cameras were set up. That see, I don't know if you knew this. My dad was a superintendent at Charlotte Motor Speedway for quite a few years. No, and and he dealt with. Um, the, the movie outfit, which I think was Golden Mirror, however how you pronounce it, about where they put the cameras up. Well, my dad kept the blueprints, and I've still got those blueprints right here in my museum. Well, and see, the, la- the last... But, uh, go No, go ahead. I just didn't interrupt. Go ahead. But uh, what I was going to say, but one scene in that movie, they filmed it somewhere in California, you know, and, uh, and I don't know why or what the reason was, but rather than my dad going out there, they bought a set of flags from my grandmother to take out there and for years and years she kept the check she never even cashed it i wish i had it now i don't know whatever happened to it but she kept the check where they mailed her a check for um for the flags we're talking to phil combs and what i was going to say is that uh I, I 
Greg didn't go with me, uh, but I'd already made arrangements uh, at this uh, at the Moonshine Festival to to meet up and have uh, Neil Castles Jr. under under the tent with us to sign autographs because the last book I wrote was the the Neil Castles book, and we I tell you we sold a bunch of them just because Neil Jr. was sitting there, and uh, but he told so many stories and. Of course, when I wrote the book about Neil, Neil told so many stories about doing the movie Speedway, and it was just, it was just so cool. But I'm going to ask you, Phil, do you remember the first time you and I met? Because I do. Gosh, you know, I've, I've seen you so many places. We've been at the same place. Uh, I wish I could. I'm uh-huh. honest to God. Uh, if you refresh my memory, I'm, I'm like. I'm going to refresh your memory. I got a call one day, clear out of the blue, and this is a long story that I'm not going to tell. But it was from uh, Alex Beam, and uh, he was asking me if I was going over to the show at uh, JB Days uh, for uh, uh, that he used to have every year. And anyway, the um, I was up. I, he had an event at the Memory Lane Museum, and you used to always yeah. be at Memory Lane interviewing people, you know, during the festivities while people were walking around looking at the fantastic exhibits that Alex had up there. And I had just written. My first book, which was Silent Speedways, and you got me up there to talk about that, and that's the first time I'd ever met you. I do, I do remember interviewing you up there many times. Yeah, we you did know, it Alex a lot. I, yeah, Alex and I had been good friends long before we built that museum because Alex and I had so much stuff in common. You know, yeah, being collectors and and uh, you know he always had told kind of he was the same way kind of that I that I was about. I knew what I wanted to do, but just doing it was going to be you know the next thing well alex you know he he told me all along he'd been saving this stuff for his whole life and he said i'm going to eventually build me a place to put all this stuff in and and when he did you know i was announcing go-kart races then and i'll never forget he called me the 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 week that well not the week but the month that he decided he was going to do a benefit for bill Cannell. yep and i've known bill Cannell for many 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 years too and was good friends with him and famous and announcer so, uh, yeah, and uh, the boys of Charlotte Motor Speedway, and so I had to uh, I had to get all my stuff together and and my PA system. I got a little mobile PA system, and I took it up to Alex's, and and uh, you know it, it. We you know it was such a great thing. But I got a very interesting story on that day. We're getting you know, real close on time, so make it a fast one because I want to okay. get some more details okay. on your museum and when to come up next uh, in two weeks. Okay. I called Bill Connell and I asked him, I said, Bill, I said, I got a question. I said, is there anybody in particular that you want us to have there for you to see at this? And, you know, I was thinking he might say, yeah, Richard Petty or so-and-so. He said, you know, he said, there really is one person I'd love to see. I said, who is he? He said, Chuck Piazza. Oh, And I said, are you serious? And he he said, yeah. He said, said, Chuck Piazza is always one of my favorites, and he's always so nice and courteous and kind. He said, I'd really love to see him one more time. Well, because Bill knew he was kind of at the end of his rope. He did. Yeah. And so I called Chuck, and Chuck said, oh, man, that would be an honor. So Chuck came to the thing, and it was just, you know, to see those two, that at that moment, to be able to know what I was looking at, that it was just amazing, you know, it's the, the, the look in Bill's eye when he seen Chuck walk up, it was. It was so cool. Well, we haven't had Chuck on the show this year, and he came up a couple of times this weekend. Uh, and I would, uh, <coughs> excuse me that um, we need to have Chuck on the show. But before we have to let you go now, give us some specifics on where your museum is and um, is, is there an admission and what time does it no, start and all that stuff. No, 
No, it's absolutely free. It's uh, two weeks from today. And actually, a funny thing, it'll be starting two weeks from today in five minutes because, you know, um, I'm going to have a chapel service again this year. I kind of felt guilty on having it on Sunday because I had several people said, well, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to come, but i got to go to church, this, that, and the other. And, I, and this, was, this was before I even planned to do it last year. And I thought, well, you know, who, who's to say that I can't have my own chapel service? So exactly. I did. And, and listen, I'm going to tell you what. Nobody even knew I was going to do this last year. I didn't advertise it, didn't announce it. But the day of the show, I told people, I said, this is this is uh, Kelly Whitener, and I used to race for his dad. I said, he is going to do the prayer. I said, but before he does the prayer, he wants to say a few words for all of the people that missed going to church today. Well, it turned into about a 15-minute mini-sermon, and at the end of it, he got like a standing ovation, and, and I got so many people come to me and said, man, you know, that was so great. They said that was just as good as going to the First Baptist Church and staying there a whole hour. I got just as much of a message out of what he said, so... After that, we decided that I was going to do it again this year, and it starts at 11:30. But uh, it's 8:33 Pleasant Drive. The best way, you know, most people's on Facebook if they don't, if they're not on Facebook to know somebody that is. If you'll go to my Facebook page, all the information is on that. I put up a thing yesterday, actually, that a buddy of mine did for me. It's got the times. I'm going to have three autograph sessions, one for the drag racers. I'm doing it, and and for a fellow in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Gene Fulton, who's another good friend of mine. Good friend I'm of mine, honoring Gene. Good for yeah, the all of us here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Gene Fulton is a, a treasure. He really is because yep. he's not only a, a great drag racer, driver, but he's a great engine builder, and he's a great, just a great human being. That's right. And uh, and so I'm doing a thing for him this year to, to honor his contribution to the for his lifetime achievements in drag racing. But Tommy Mooney's going to be here, you know, his shop's in Spartanburg. Uh, this thing's got a huge Spartanburg uh tone to it. I mean, there's a lot of people in Spartanburg going to be here, but it's, you know, uh, like I say, it's 833 Pleasant Drive is my address, but the simplest thing is just go on Facebook and it tells about that. I'm going to have a dirt track um, autograph session. Freddie Smith, Billy Scott, you know, a lot of the famous yep. dirt track drivers are going to be here, and some of their cars are going to be here on display, and then I'm going to have a NASCAR Bush Grand National reunion, and I just talked to Eddie Pearson yesterday. Hopefully all three of the Pearson boys here again, we're talking about Spartanburg. Eddie and Larry and Ricky are all going to be here, and and uh, and then Chuck Bounds going to be here. I mentioned Robert Preston's going to be here. Some of the Bush drivers, and they're going to be signing autographs too. So I'm having, I'm not having one big autograph session. I'm having three that's going to last an hour apiece. You know, so uh, but it's going to be a good deal. I think. I think if uh, if you had never been here, it's it'll be worth your time to drive up here and check it out. I'm coming. I'm going to come up there, Phil, and uh, maybe I'll bring Greg with me, or uh, maybe, do, maybe yeah. we'll just get a whole uh, caravan from Spartanburg. Because, yeah, if you get the Pearson boys up there, you've accomplished something because they don't come out too much. And uh, well, that's, uh, Eddie, that's Eddie fantastic. And Ricky were here. Yeah, Eddie and Ricky were here last year, and Eddie brought the car, the, I think it's a 37 uh, yeah. Ford that is painted up like his dad's Holman Moody car, the the blue and gold car. Yeah. And he's gonna bring it again this year. But Larry called me the other day and he supposedly he, he was mad at him last year because they didn't tell him they were coming. And so he's supposedly coming this year since we're doing the, the Bush Grand National deal too. So I think it'd be kinda of cool to have all three of them in one place at one time myself, even that it, it wouldn't. It will be and uh and it'll also be quite an accomplishment, but uh 
Phil, I, that just sounds great. And uh, we've never had you on the show before, but we it won't be the last time, I hope. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming up there. I, I hope you get beautiful weather for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've got a rain day, you know, kind of. And I hate that happened so bad last year at Mount, at Mount Air. You know, it was terrible. It rained I, from the time I left the motel to the time I left coming home that, that day. It was terrible. That's why Greg and I didn't go. And, in fact, yesterday I was planning on staying until 2, and at 1 o'clock, People's stuff started blowing around, and tents were going up, you know, were being lifted off the ground. And uh, so it ended kind of early yesterday. But we got to let you go. Yeah. I got a bunch of other stuff I need to cover here, Phil. I understand. Uh, we well, gave, got an extra eight it's, minutes there. <laughs> it's been an honor to have you to, to be on your, your show today, and I appreciate you putting out the word for me on my show. And uh, like I say, I always look forward to and I want to thank you for your Law Speedways book. You know, I was lucky enough to get to be on Dale Jr.'s show. And, and you know something, you would have been on it if it would have happened the third year because I done found out I had an inside track with, with Dale Jr. And, and Matt Dillner that they were going to do Spartanburg. It was pretty much a done deal. And uh, Well, we had talked and, to them about it, and I think I'd, I'd even talked to you about about it. Then. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I, had, yeah. I, I was ready to go. I still am. I could, yeah. I could be ready oh, to yeah. go in about ten minutes. <laughs> oh, I, and I told them, I said, they called me wanting to know the, about doing some research. I said, you don't need to talk to me. I said, you need to talk to, to Perry. I said, he's the one. He wrote the story about it in his book. So after I told them that, you know, oh, they couldn't believe it. You know, and so. Well, I was in quite a you, bit of uh, quite a bit of conversation with, uh, I never talked to Junior, but I talked to Matt Delner all the time about it. In fact, we had a three-way yeah. conversation with Greg, and it just mm-hmm. didn't, didn't happen yet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, you know. Dale Jr.'s not put it to, to bed forever. He's he's talked about, you know, maybe somebody else will pick it up. It might not be the exact same name even because I think actually Peacock owns the name, the rights to that Lost Speedway's name now, some which way it's what they told me. But uh, it it may come back again. Well, it I may. hope so. Maybe we got – there's a lot of things I want to come back, like a South Carolina museum here. Uh, you know, we're the only state that doesn't have one. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's one in Darlington, but somebody will put one up one day, and it needs to be in Spartanburg. And uh, I've been fighting that fight for a long time. Phil, I got to let you go. I can't wait to okay. see you in two weeks. Sounds good, and thank you again very much. All right, thank you so much, Phil. We appreciate you coming on the show, and good luck to you. Okay, you have a good rest. All right, you too. That's Phil Combs, uh, great guy. Too much ground to cover there. And, oh yeah, we got to have him back. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, I gotta go now. The whole thing he's having up there sounds like it's centered around Spartanburg. I did see yeah. on his Facebook page where Gene Fulton is like the the main focus. And okay, we haven't had Gene on in years. I tried to get him on earlier, but he's just really tied up with drag racing still. And uh, I said, Gene, can't you give me twenty minutes on a Saturday <laughs> morning? He said, I, I I will sometime, but you know. Anyway, let's take a break. We're way behind. We'll, you're uh, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You 
already know, Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to the last. Uh, no, not the last. But I got another segment. I let Phil run a little long there, yeah, so I'm that's gonna, okay, this is going to go about six minutes. I uh, want to thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us. Our podcast, the Budmore Engineering website that he maintains, our website that I'm going to get on someday, maybe during the off season if I get a chance, and I'll have a chance then. And um, and he makes this look good, and he's uh, he'll have our podcast out there by the end of the afternoon. I haven't done any results so let's get into some of that before we have to take another quick break to get back on schedule we've already talked quite a bit about the southern 500 which was uh uh last weekend 
and it was won by Kyle Larson in what I thought was a pretty exciting race. Uh, it was a tad boring because they did go over the uh, first stage without a caution flag. So they, But when they started having them, they started having them um, fairly regularly. And Kyle Larson came out the winner. And he, um, this was the first race of the playoffs. Uh, Tyler Reddick was second and ran a really good race, but uh, he kind of, he kind of made a pit stop move there coming through the fourth turn that he couldn't, he couldn't have made it to the pits in a hundred years if that's what he's trying to do, and it had to be because he's, he slowed up abruptly and got plowed into, um, well, he, he caused the car behind him to check up and lose control and. That's the caution flag came out right as Harvick was going in the pits as the leader, or he was up front at the time among the leaders, and went ahead and made his pit stop, as Deb told us, and it cost him the race because they penalized him. You can't pit if the pits are closed, and it was just like a bang-bang thing. He was uh, he should have driven straight through. But anyway, Kyle Larson was the winner. Second was Tyler Reddick. Third, the red-hot still, Chris Boucher. Somebody should be picking him. Uh, fourth was William Byron. Fifth, Ross Chastain. Sixth, Brad Keselowski. Seventh, Bubba Wallace with a really good race. Eighth, Chase Elliott, who had to win it to get in the, to get in the uh, playoffs, and he did not. Ninth was Ryan Blaney. <coughs> and tenth, and I've got a cough drop in my mouth. That I'm still uh, coughing a little bit, talking so much. Uh, tenth was Eric Jones. Looking on down... Um, Michael McDowell, as uh, Deb pointed out, he's in the playoffs. But he was also in a crash, and uh, he's got a long way to go. Alex Bowman crashed. Daniel Suarez crashed. And Harrison Burton. So uh, the point standings after the first race of the, of the playoffs, and as we said, there will be two more, and the bottom four will drop out, and you'll only have 12 cars, in the 12 drivers in the playoffs. But the uh, standings as of right now in Cup, Kyle Larson is first. He's got a one-point lead over William Byron in second. Tyler Reddick is third. Chris Boucher fourth. Tied with Denny Hamlin. Sixth is Martin Truex. Seventh, Kyle Busch. Eighth, Brad Keselowski. Ninth, Ryan Blaney. Tenth, Ross Chastain. Eleventh, Joey Logano. And twelfth, Christopher Bell. That's the cutoff. One point behind Bell. And out of the playoffs right now is Bubba Wallace. Two points out of the playoffs and a point behind Wallace is Kevin Harvick. Third is Denny, uh, 15th, the third guy um, in the bottom four is Ricky Stenhouse. And, of course, Michael McDowell, he's got a long way to go. He's got to have some good finishes, and he's only got two races to do it. Uh, the rest, I'm not even going to do the rest of the points because there's no use in it. It uh, um, doesn't matter. If you're not in the playoffs, you, you really kind of don't matter. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Xfinity, well, a guy that's not in the playoffs is, um, of course, our buddy uh, Jeremy Clements, and he just he's having a horrible year. I mean, there's no other way around it. His best finish is 14th. He wasn't much of a factor yesterday. He finished 15th, the lap behind. So, uh, you know, yesterday was the last chance at Kansas to get in the, uh, get, get in the playoffs, and, and he didn't make it. Let me back up. Cup's next race is today at 3 p.m. on USA in the midst of all that uh, college foot, uh, professional football that starts. That started Thursday, actually. 
but they run the Hollywood Casino 400. That'll be at 3 o'clock on USA Today. USA Today. Sounds like a newspaper. Uh, Xfinity. They ran the Sport Clips Haircuts VFW Help a Hero 200, and that was at Darlington, and as I said earlier, Denny Hamlin won it. And as Deb pointed out, they don't let the cup guys race in any of their of the Xfinity playoff races. And I, 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 I don't know, tick me off that Hamlin won the thing at Darlington. Austin Hill was second. John Hunter Nemechek was third, and he is like a he's owning that series right now because he was dominant yesterday. In fact, I got two races I got to do, so let me speed up. This is Darlington. Fourth was Cole Custer. Fifth was Josh Berry. Sixth Riley Herbst. Seventh, Justin Allgaier. Eighth, Sheldon Creed. Ninth, Kyle Busch. He shouldn't have been there either. And Daniel Hemrick. 21st in the booze pops. Chevrolet was Jeremy Clements. And uh, he finished on the lead lap and did a good job of doing it. He got some bad press by spinning out there late in the race, but it was not his fault. He was spun out trying to avoid somebody else's mess. Did some great driving, managed to miss the pit wall, so he didn't hit anything. The other guy plowed into it. And he lost a lap, but he got his lap back. And as uh, high as he could get was 21st. So that was at Darlington. So then yesterday, they ran the Kansas Lottery 300. And um, it was Jeremy's last chance to get in the playoffs. He didn't make it. John Hunter Nemechek won the race. Brandon Jones was second. Sheldon Creed is third. Parker Klingerman did win his battle to get in the playoffs with uh, uh Riley Herbst, fifth was Austin Hill, sixth Josh Berry, seventh Brett Moffat, eighth Derek Krause, whom I have never heard of, driving for Colleague, ninth was Joe Graff Jr., and tenth Kaz Grala. Jeremy was 15th. He was a lap behind. I don't know if you saw his car or not, the University of Kansas. It was a purple car with uh, white riding on it. It was a beautiful car, and I, I guess the University of Kansas uh, picked him out because uh <laughs> They'd have gotten a lot of press if he had a won the race, but he didn't, and he's not in the playoffs. Um, so the point standings as of today, the cars that made the playoffs, John Hunter and Nemechek, uh, they rate, reset the points and give everybody their bonus points one during the year. They do this in cup and truck. And, uh, and 2,000 points, everybody gets to 2,000. That's how you can tell uh, who's in the playoffs, actually, and who's not. But John Hunter Nemechek is first. Austin Hill is second, 10 points back. Third is Justin Allgaier. Fourth, Cole Custer. Fifth, Sam Mayer. Sixth, Chandler Smith. Seventh, Josh Berry. Eighth, Sheldon Creed. Ninth, Sammy Smith. Tenth is Jeff Burton. Eleventh, Daniel Hemrick. And slipping in there is Parker Klingerman with the last playoff spot. Their playoffs will start next week. And... Uh, I'm not sure where they're racing. I didn't write it down here, but anyway, they will. Uh, um, Talladega, maybe. I think they're, they could be at Talladega. Anyway, I should know that, but I don't. Uh, let's take a break here and get back on schedule. We will um, finish out this Sunday morning show. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. 
Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. 
hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the last segment. I'm positive of it because we're going to run out of time here in 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Let's do the trucks real quick. They ran um, the Kansas Lottery 200, and it was won by Christian Eckes, and they are in their playoffs as well. Taylor Gray was second. Matt D. Benedetto third. Corey Heim fourth. Zane Smith fifth. Carson Hostsavar is sixth, and he's getting a lot of chances. He's been running that 42 car in cup a little bit, and... Uh, He's uh, kind of making a name for himself, and I've always liked him. Seventh was Stuart Friesen. Eighth, Nick Sanchez. Ninth, Jesse Love. And tenth, Tyler Ankrum. Uh, the point standings in truck. And I think they may uh, cut two, two teams out after uh, next week. Points leader is Corey Heim. He's got a six-point lead over Christian Eckes. Grant Enfinger is third. Carson Hostsavar is fourth. Zant, Zane Smith is fifth. Ty Majeski, 6th. Ben Rhodes, 7th. Nick Sanchez is 8th. The two on the bubble because they only have 10 in their playoffs. Matt, Matt, B. De- Matt D. Benedetto and Matt Crafton, they will run next uh, next week at the UNO 200 presented by Ohio Logistics. And that will be at 9 o'clock on FS1 at Bristol. So that's a Thursday night. You're going to have the trucks Thursday night at uh, Bristol. Got Friday night, you'll have Xfinity at Bristol. And then the famous Bristol Under the Lights on Saturday night. So uh, after watching Carolina get pushed around, I guess I'll have a truck race to watch uh, or, a, or an Xfinity race to watch that night. Uh, ARCA, ARCA's at Bristol too. Okay, they run Thursday night. And that's at 6 o'clock. So you got a doubleheader on Thursday night at Bristol on FS1. you got uh, the ARCA race at 6 and then the truck race at 9. So you can just put it on FS1 and leave it there. They ran last week at the at Kansas, and the winner was Connor Mozak, who's also running Xfinity. Second was Carson Kavapel. And um, there was another Kavapel that ran a few years ago, and he... Uh, he got in some sort of trouble. I can't remember, drunk driving or something, hit and run. They found him hiding under his wife's bed, or and uh, I never heard of him again. I can't remember his first name. This has got to be his brother because there's not that many Kavapos out there, I don't think. Third, and her best finish ever was Tony Breitinger, the Victoria's Secret model. And fourth was LeVar Scott. Fifth, Jake Finch. Sixth, Christian Rose. Seventh, Scott Melton. Eighth, Dean Thompson. Ninth, Mandy Chick, and that's got to be a female. Don't know that for a fact. Ninth was Andy Jankowiak, and tenth was Cody Coughlin. Um, Arca, point standings, Jesse Love is still leading. He's got nine wins, so he should be leading the points. Andres Perez de Lara Lara is second. Third is Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Muniz. Fourth, Christian Rose. Fifth, John Garrett. We don't need to go any further than that. They will run next, uh, as I just said, next Thursday night at Bristol at 6 o'clock. 
and the Bush Beans 200. Moving along here, um, let's do IndyCar. And like I said, they run today at 3 o'clock at uh, 3 o'clock hour time, air time on NBC. And a totally meaningless race, unless you just like IndyCar racing, which I do. But they will run at the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at 3 today. They had a race last week at Portland where they decided their champion, which is Alex Pillow. Alex had a great year, and he won at Portland. Felix Rosenquist was second. Scott Dixon, third. Patricio O'Ward was fourth. And Indianapolis 500-mile race winner Joseph Newgarden was fifth. They, uh, Alex Pillow is the champion, and he won by... A bunch. They won by 93 points over Scott Dixon, who won a race for his 19th year in a row. But Alex Pillow, I think, was champion two years ago. I don't think it was last year. It could have been. I don't remember. But uh, Alex Pillow is red hot, and he is the champion this year. Second was Scott Dixon. Third, Joseph Newgarden. Fourth, Patricio O'Ward. And fifth, Scott McLaughlin. <coughs> Got me coughing over there, Joe. They race... Today is their last race of the season, and Indy will be done at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, as I just said, at 3 o'clock on NBC. Uh, IMSA will run next Sunday at Indianapolis on the road course, and we'll have Mike Hill. I hope I talked to him yesterday. It was good to see Mike at the Moonshiner Convention under that huge tent with all those legends signing autographs. And uh, Mike... uh, of course, he's not with the Wayland Cadillac team anymore. He uh, retired back uh, a month or so ago. But he's still very, uh, I think he's in contact with them probably daily, and it's still the team we're going to pull for no matter what. And uh, they will run, as I said, next Sunday. I'll have more uh, television uh, watching details about that next week. The points there, Ricky Taylor and Philippe Albuquerque and Acura are first. The Wheeling Cadillac team is 14 points behind, and they got a good chance to win another championship. They need to do good at Indianapolis, and they need to uh, finish it out strong at Road Atlanta in October. Third is the BMW team of Nick Yololi and Connor Filippi. Fourth is the Penske team. Glad to see them not on top of something. And uh, that's Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet. And... Uh, Fifth is the Acura team with Tom Blomquist and Colin Brown. Braun, B-R-A-U-N. Formula One, I mean, how boring can you get? Max Verstappen went to Monza, one of the most famous race courses in the world. In fact, they said uh, that it's the fourth oldest continuously operated track. I've been saying all last few weeks that Milwaukee is first because it was built in 1903, and they just raced there last week. Second is um, uh, Indianapolis, and third is uh, is Monza, built 1922, and they're still running on it. But it was won by Max Verstappen, his 10th win in a row. He's won 10 out of the 12 races, and the other two races were won by his teammates. So, I mean, that's it, just ridiculous that nobody can beat him or he never has any bad luck. I mean, you think he, something would go wrong. It's just bulletproof. Ten Formula One races in a row. Um, so he won it. Sergio Perez and his, his teammate was second. Third was Carlos Sainz, of course. Third and fourth, uh, Charles Leclerc. They were both in Ferraris where the, the 
fans in Monster were going mad to see them win, but they didn't, although Saints was on the pole position. George Russell was fifth and Lewis Hamilton sixth. We don't need to go any further than that. The point standings is ridiculous, too. With a 145-point lead as Max Verstappen, and there's no way he's going to get caught. Sergio Perez, his teammate, is second. They will run uh, next week. And this, I think, might be one of those middle-of-the-night races you'd have to get up to watch. They're going to run the Singapore Grand Prix at Marina Bay, and that is next Sunday, but it might actually be like 3 o'clock in the morning Saturday night. We will let you know on this show next week. TV today. Um, IndyCars are going to warm up at 12 at Laguna Seca on Peacock. Their race is at 3 on NBC and Peacock, their last race of the season. Totally meaningless, unless you just want to watch an IndyCar race amidst, amidst all the NASCAR and uh, NFL. And the NASCAR Cup race is at 3 o'clock at Kansas, and that's on USA. I got it all in with three minutes to spare. That was impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't cough either. <laughs> Jinxed it. Yeah, well, I knew I had an extra cough drop to fall back on. Did you have fun, Joe? You didn't say much, but it was good to have you here. Well, I'm not um, as knowledgeable as you guys, but I will say. Say anything um, you want. It's your big chance. Trent Lancaster, a good friend of the station good friend of this show sent in a correction so it was kansas state not kansas that's right and i forgot to mention that car scheme but i'm sure trent's listening right now but uh thanks again uh trent for being a sport and everything next week is at bristol not everything everything in nascar is at yes. bristol starting thursday arca trucks uh, i mean arca and trucks at six o'clock and nine o'clock respectively at bristol next thursday Friday uh, will be the Xfinity race. Saturday will be the Cup race. And Sunday, Sunday's going to be, I guess, uh, not too much racing. It'll be a lot of football. I, the, yeah, uh, the, the IMSA race will be on Sunday, and I'll have more details about that. But uh, I kind of like doing a Sunday morning show. I don't want it to be permanent, but as I said... It just seems a little more laid back. Yeah, well, if Carolina starts getting laid back and getting their you know if they start screwing up they're going to start getting 12 o'clock starts yeah and uh if they have 12 o'clock starts with a three-hour pregame show we're going to be on sunday again i can tell you right now so uh how about in two weeks when you go to the thing in uh north carolina in shelby yeah with a well it shouldn't affect anything i don't i may not you won't go laugh to the show well, I don't know. We're doing the show on Sunday next week in two weeks. Oh, okay. We'll be back on the Saturday schedule. I mean, we might be. I don't know what the, the only – as far as I can see, and I guess anybody at the station can see that I know of, is George's next week at 3.30, and that won't affect oh, us. I was, I was thinking then two weeks it two was going to be on Saturday, not Sunday. No, no the, the show's I, on Sunday. But, yeah. but I think in two weeks Carolina plays Mississippi State. That could, I don't think that'll be a 12 noon start, but it could be. We, I don't think anybody knows yet. They'll, they'll wait and see, I guess, what happens next week. But uh, they, they wait until the Monday before the game. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's, uh, well, as we do, and we're very good, I think, at doing is playing things by ear and adjusting on the fly, and uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, today I'm going to have the – the fun of watching NFL football with my son, Jake. He loves the NFL. And 
we've been waiting on this a long time, and I got nothing else going on now. I may have to. Now, when does Jake re up again? Uh, any time. He's waiting on a phone call. Okay. So we just uh, we don't really know, but I do know that uh, uh, he wants to serve his country, and he, I think he'll be back out there pretty soon. Uh, and maybe an army this time. Who knows? But anyway, we appreciate everybody listening. It was great having Phil Combs and uh, Deb on here. Natalie, we are not coming to the Applebee's. I'm not anyway. And uh, the rest of you, keep it between the fences. We'll see you Saturday. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. 